podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 23 of Hannah Montana. It's called The Way We Almost Weren't, and I'm very excited to welcome back a very special guest, my good friend Michael Stahl. Hi, Michael. Hey, I'm good friend Michael Stahl. Nice to see everyone. This is true. (laughs) That is you. (laughs) (laughs) Been a minute since we've had you on the pod. Yeah. I was there for one of the first episodes of season one, and then I did uh, the special yes. with all the songs. Yes. Uh, very popular episodes, by the way, the soundtrack yes. specials. People Thank love you all those. For your, for your support. <laughs> <laughs> so, this episode, I definitely had seen before. And even before watching it, I was like, I'm going to say it's a safe bet that I've seen this, even though I don't remember the specifics. But this is an incredibly high concept episode, which they seem to be a lot more into doing post season one. (laughs) They seem to be much more into dream sequences and flashbacks and, you know, random cosmic events. (laughs) It's very gimmick heavy and they lean into it and they commit. And that's huge. They really commit to the bit in this one. I I think it's safe to assume you have not seen this episode before. No, I have not. No. didn't think so i've seen back to the future yeah kind of a similar deal uh this this like kind of wasn't though like it ended up kind of just being a dream but Uh also kind of not we'll get into it so so this episode um opens with hannah montana performing one of my favorite songs from this season old blue jeans She's wearing her, like, incredibly denim outfit for this. There is, like, a shot of the kids in the audience, like, all, like, waving frantically at the camera. And I was like, I wonder what those guys are up to these days. (laughs) (laughs) They're accountants. They work at law firms. Three of them are in prison, you know. You just, you never know. I I do assume that for those kids, when their shot was the shot that got included in the final edit of this, they were probably pretty happy. Mm -hmm. And then after the concert, Hannah and like Robbie Ray, like get on this tour bus, basically. They say that she was performing in Albuquerque, which is the first time in quite a while that we've had confirmation that she's performing in some location that is not Los Angeles. So that's interesting. And also this tour bus, <laughs> like for someone who I don't think goes on tour very much, she appears to own this tour bus instead of just like hiring a company to supply her with one. Yeah. And this tour bus, this tour bus is goaded. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It is decked the fuck out. Like they, for starters, they have like Hannah Montana signs on the interior they have, like, pictures of all of the people we know and love yeah. um, that are, like, cut out. We have, like, a framed picture of Robbie Ray. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't I also, we all at this point? <laughs> I also noticed this, a lot of the pictures were just kind of, like, cut out and, like, stuck on the walls. And there was one picture that they had multiple copies of up on the wall that I think was Rico, but I couldn't quite tell. But oh I thought God. that was odd. They also have, like... One of those, like, bead curtains, but instead of beads, it's made of CDs as, like, an entryway. (laughs) Yeah, that seems impractical. Yeah, I I was curious about just how big this tour bus was, because it seemed much more like an RV than a tour Mm -hmm. bus. Because a tour bus usually, like, it has, like, bunk beds in it, basically. Yeah. And this... Didn't appear to have, like, any bedding, but it had, like, multiple couches and tables, and it had, like, a sink. Mm-hmm. It had, it had like, a pull-out closet that had a TV and a video game station in it. Yeah, a snowboarding station. What was up with that? Yeah, it was, like, a, it was, like, a Wii Sports kind of deal. Like, he was on, like, one of those, like, motion pads. Yeah. Like, playing a snowboarding game. He was playing Wii Fit. <laughs> it did. 
it did strike me as very Wii Sports Resort or like, um, was there a separate game that used the Wii Fit Pad that was like a sports resort one? Because I oh, really I'm, remember playing that. I'm sure there was. I remember yeah. doing some sort of like snowboarding on the, the Wii Fit Pad. On the board. Wii Fit Pad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I was kind of jealous when I saw him doing that. I was like, oh man, that kind of looks like fun. Yeah, I, I frequently miss when the Wii was a new console and it was just the most fun in the world. It was. Like, there was, there's very little that like captures that kind of like giddiness of just like getting to play games that are like different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But in any case, they're on this tour bus, which again, I'm like, so they must own this tour bus if it's this highly decorated and this customized, which Hannah Montana must be just an even bigger superstar than we're expecting because why else would she have this bus when like she barely tours? Mm -hmm. Like the last time we heard about her touring, it was in Europe. So she wouldn't have even had this bus. Unless. (laughs) They like take it on a (laughs) cruise liner. They park the bus on a ship. Hannah Montana appears to be the only famous singer in Los Angeles in this timeline. So I believe it. Well, we hear a lot about, like, actual famous singers, but we, like, very rarely see them. Mm-hmm. But but we hear a lot about Maroon 5 in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ooh, that was, I was like, oh, damn. Maroon 5. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I also was wondering uh, if the bus driver, the bus driver must be aware of the Hannah secret then, because... Yeah. She's not Hannah the whole time she's on this bus. Right. She takes that drag off. <laughs> and the bus driver was Maroon 5 the whole time. <laughs> Plot. Twist. So, it sounds like Albuquerque was maybe the last stop on the tour because they have that concert and they're like, we're headed home, basically. Yeah. And... Yeah, so Miley gets a call from Lily, who's like, I got tickets to see Maroon 5 tomorrow. Please come home early so you can come with me. And Miley is like, yes, absolutely. I will be there. Meanwhile, Robbie Ray wants to take the scenic route home and see some landmarks and stuff. And Mm. I'm like, okay, for starters, Miley could probably get tickets to see Maroon 5 anytime she wants. She's a celebrity. Like, I don't know why this is the time. And I don't know why it like fell on Lily to <laughs> spend her measly <laughs> allowance or whatever on Maroon 5 tickets. I think, I think it's just to make it more relatable to, you know, the tweens. Like see their normal teens. Yeah. They buy I got tickets. concert tickets. Oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there have just been so many times where Miley's like, I can't, I got invited to some, party being thrown by kelly clarkson or the rolling stones or whatever it's like that that happens to you all the time why is this where you're drawing the line like i must why here why now yes and so miley and robbie ray and also jackson jackson doesn't seem to be invested in the concert he just kind of wants to go home to like be done with this which Mm -hmm. i would imagine that going on tour with your little sister would probably be pretty boring for him most yeah. of what we see him do in this is play the snowboarding game and eat jello like directly off of a table. Yeah. And at one point off of Miley's head. Yeah, just a little bit. That was a choice. <laughs> Miley was all grossed out by that, but like when he took the jello off, it didn't appear to have like actually yeah, like gotten it, it was into like her hair. Carefully set upon her hair. Cause you know the the hair and makeup department was like, do not get any jello on that wig (laughs) well it probably it looked more like you know like homemade slime that the kids make because like that doesn't like leave a residue on you really it doesn't like get in your hair so maybe they like made some fake jello out of stuff that won't i don't know i mean given how again fucking goaded the tour bus was i think the set and prop team like they had the money to do whatever they wanted so they might have yeah (laughs) so yeah Robbie Ray is at odds with his children here he's like mad at them for wanting to race through life and missing life's natural surprises which could change their life he had quite a way with words (laughs) yeah (laughs) throughout this 
So the next day, the bus stops somewhere and Robbie Ray is like, we're at a historical landmark. Get off the bus. And uh, Miley and Jackson continue to bitch and whine about it. And he takes them to this diner that he says comes with one heck of a story. And they continue to whine. And I'm like, you're stopping for lunch. Like, you're going to need to stop for lunch anyway. Yeah. Why not just, like, amuse your father? And also, if you would just shut up and stop whining, he would hurry up and tell you the story. And then you could go home. Like, it's not going to take that long. I just, I thought they were being very uh, rude to Robbie Ray in this episode. Yeah, and I am normally not on his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So they go to this diner. There is a waitress there. She is what we are told, basically, is an extremely old woman who moves very slowly. But it's clearly a significantly younger woman just in a really shitty wig. Yes, it was. Just like acting old. (laughs) It felt like sort of high school theater. Oh, very And you're going to play an old lady. And I was really into it. She really committed. And it was, I was like, this is fun. This is funny. This is funny. Keep doing this. This is the exact kind of like old person character that Disney Channel just loves to throw in there. Yes. It's like on every show, there's a character like this who's clearly like not a young person, but like a middle-aged person playing like an octogenarian. Yes. <laughs> it's really funny. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it less, but maybe that's because I'm so deep into all of this right now that I'm starting to get a little over some of the tropes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But uh, Robbie Ray is like, 20 years ago, I walked into this diner and it changed my life forever. And Miley and Jackson immediately are like, very dismissive of this. Mm-hmm. They're like, let me guess. It was blah, 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 and they're like, leave. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? They have a he clearly wants learning. to be here. The bus isn't going to leave without him. Just do it, my dear. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. But anyway. I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. I mean, I've definitely had years. those moments. But I mean, in this particular case, I just felt like they were being, it wasn't like they had great motivation because they were being assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, we didn't like establish a reason for them to be pressed other than the fact that they wanted to go home and go to this concert, which again, is like not that big of a deal. (laughs) I wrote in my notes, Maroon 5 isn't that great. (laughs) 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 And it's literally just stopping for lunch with your dad. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But Miley and Jackson head back to the bus. They're complaining that he still hasn't come back from the diner. This is where Jackson's playing that like snowboarding game. Yes. Uh, Miley is like planning on how to manipulate her father by fake crying. But she then opens the door of the bus to go get him and like appears to get struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> they say later, Jackson's like, you almost got hit by lightning. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she got like actually hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it definitely, like she got like knocked backwards into the bus by this. Yeah. Her poor stunt double. Jeez. <laughs> also, where in New Mexico do you get lightning storms? I guess maybe well, it's winter. This was my other confusion is that this diner, wherever it is, has to be between Albuquerque and Malibu. Those, that's the only it, limitation. This has to be on the way to Malibu from Albuquerque. So, like, so where like, are they? Nothing there. Hold on. I'm pulling up a map. Okay. So, we got... Oh, I guess there's an entire state of Arizona. So, this is, like, somewhere in Arizona, maybe? I guess. Maybe it's in, like, Phoenix? Maybe... <laughs> Why are all of these people from Tennessee at this one diner in Arizona? <laughs> yeah. Tennessee's, like, not even close. I'm gonna guess it's some town that's, like, a college town, because Miley's mom is referred to as college girl. Right. So she must have left Tennessee to go to school, wherever this is. 
Yeah. All right, they were in Gallup, Holbrook, Winslow, probably Flagstaff. Okay. But then he also said that it's, like, not near the highway. So they're in the middle of the desert. They hallucinated the whole thing. It's entirely possible. I mean, there was a storm. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. But uh, they then, after Miley gets struck by lightning, and definitely does not need medical attention, uh, they, they then go back to the diner, where it appears that the storm has completely ended. And the old lady waitress is significantly younger and much peppier. And they are very confused, but then they get more confused when they look over and see their mother, who is another waitress at this restaurant, who again is referred to as college girl, despite being played by a 40 year old who is just saying lines that they're trying to make her sound young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. College girl, huh? <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> yeah. of a tell me, tell me about their, their mother. What's her deal like in, in present day? Uh, well, she's dead. Oh, okay. Which is why it was a big surprise uh, to wouldn't, see her because she's been dead for several they years. Been like, wouldn't you have thought they would have been like a little more, I don't know, emotional when they saw her? Less like, yeah. oh shit, and more like, uh, I'm going to go cry, you know? Yeah, they clearly were like happy to see her and very confused to see her. But also, you're right, the reactions were very subdued for seeing their mother who's been dead for, like, five years. Yeah. And just, like, having a vision of her. And earlier in this season, Miley has this, like, dream where her mother appears to her. And, frankly, it got a little paranormal to me. (laughs) Because they say something in Miley's dream and then later, Robbie Ray has a dream where he calls back to the thing that happened in Miley's dream, mm-hmm. even though it was a separate person's dream. It's all very odd. <laughs> so Jeez. I feel like every time Miley's mom gets involved, there is something paranormal happening. Yeah. Once you hit, it does make sense because she is dead. Yes. But uh, we otherwise don't know very much about her. We don't know how she died, I don't think. And we also only learn in this episode, due to, like, the last shot where it has that picture on the wall, that her name is Susan. And I knew her name was Susan because I found it on the Hannah Montana wiki. (laughs) However, I didn't know how they knew her name was Susan because they never fucking say her name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just say, it's mom. (laughs) And Robbie Ray doesn't call her anything <laughs> so there you go i don't know but i i have more that i want to say about this but i should wait until we actually get through the plot so yes. <laughs> uh they see a calendar on the wall which says that it's june 2nd 1987 and jackson immediately is like oh the lightning zapped us back in time <laughs> you know that thing that happens all the time getting lightning zapped back in time yeah uh, but <laughs> Whoa, we must be back in time. Uh-huh. Miley's <laughs> reaction was appropriate. Like Miley was okay. like, no, you idiot. Here, I'll prove it to you. She goes over to her mom and is like, hi, I'm conducting a survey. If you had a daughter, what would you name her? And she immediately, without missing a beat, says Miley. And I'm like, really? You don't have to think about that at all? You had that ready? I think that's just how Tennessee girls are. I mean, I guess, but like Miley is a <laughs> fairly uncommon name. Also, this answered a question for me that like isn't a real question, but I was curious because the Hannah Montana universe, and this also comes up later in the episode, Billy Ray Cyrus exists in the Hannah Montana universe. Yeah. We know this. Yes. So I was like, well, Miley Cyrus was born with the first name Destiny. And then nicknamed Miley and then later made it legal. And I was like, so is the Miley Stewart character in a similar situation where she had a different first name and then that was a nickname? And this tells me, no, her name was always just Miley. Her name was Miley. There you go. Question answered. (laughs) Question answered. Had no real bearing. I was just curious. (laughs) But then Jackson 
again, this is, you're right. I didn't think about this, but the way that they reacted to seeing their mother alive is so bizarre. It is really odd. And then Jackson very inappropriately makes a comment about how hot his dead mom was. Yep. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yep. I was like, I clocked geez. that. I was like, huh. It was okay. kind of gross. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, thankfully, they don't address it again. But I was like, please don't. Please, please don't. No. Who's Jackson? But then he gets, you know, payback because he starts fucking disappearing. <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if Jackson's saying that his mom was hot. And this might be giving the writers of this show way too much credit. But I'm like, do we think he called her hot as like a nod to Back to the Future? We're like, he kind of dates his mom. It must have been in the writer's periphery at least when they were writing this, you know? I have to at least float it to give them some credit. It might not be deserved. They might just be dirtbags. But, you know... I'll Damn. put it out there for to give them an easy out should they choose to accept it. There but, you go. Uh, but yeah, Robbie Ray enters with a full mullet. Also, how would you describe the pants he's wearing in this? I didn't see the pants. How would you describe them? I was like, well, they were orange and they were like very loose. They kind of look like sweatpants, but made out of, like, a lighter material. And I can't think of what, like, the name for that kind of pant is. They kind of look like maybe harem oh. pants. Interesting. They're not the parachute pants. Like, no. Not quite. They looked, like, looser than that. They looked more like what, uh, like, stoner college guys wear. Maybe that's what right. they were going for. Maybe. I okay. It's anyway, the 80s. Fashion is outfit, just whatever you want to be. outfit is not great. Yeah. <laughs> Miley then realizes that the story that Robbie Ray was going to tell them was how he met their mom. And then Robbie Ray, like, goes over to try and talk to the late slash future Mrs. Stewart. And she can't hear him because she has headphones on. Yep. She's meant to seem... I I don't know what the word is I would use to describe her personality in this. Aloof. It's like... Yeah, she... She's kind of meant to seem flighty, but she also is kind of serious. Like, she Mm -hmm. snaps at Miley a couple times. But she's also very excited to get off of work and go to some big party. I think they were trying to squeeze a lot of different, like, bullet points into one character. And they just, Mm -hmm. it just didn't quite mesh. You know, college party girl, waitress from Tennessee, aloof, a mother, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, so Robbie Ray instead gets directions on how to get back to the highway from the other waitress, and then he leaves. And this is when Jackson starts to literally physically disappear, and it starts with the center of the palm of his hand for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just, like, a big old hole in it, and they attribute that to the fact that their parents didn't meet, and therefore they will eventually just disappear. (laughs) It's like... Huge, the stakes of the episode just skyrocketed. You know, because we don't know yeah. this is all spoilers, a dream. Um, I was, as I was watching this, not knowing how to end it, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they better get the parents back together. Holy crap. <laughs> they gotta save Jackson. Oh my god. <laughs> so Miley, like, runs out to her dad's car while he's on the phone and just, like, rips a bunch of cables out of it. Same. In an attempt to stop him from leaving. Which works, he gets stuck. But then their parents, like, keep not looking at each other. And the whole deal is that the the only thing Miley seems to know from this story is that they were, like, immediately in love when they first looked into each other's eyes. And so the whole rest of the episode is Miley and Jackson trying to get their parents to look each other in the eye. Which just keeps not happening. And it's, like, almost not worth dissecting everything that they attempt to do because... It's just the same thing with the same result every time. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, Miley orders a meal from her mom, but her mom's, like, too excited about the party to be receptive to go talk to Robbie Ray. And then Jackson, who now has, like, a big-ass hole in the center of his head, 
uh, and is now wearing like a scarf over his head to cover his whole head. Um, he goes to talk to Robbie Ray to see if he can get him to talk to Susan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Robbie Ray is too busy trying to write a song, which is Achy Breaky Heart. And I yes. was like, oh, you're going to make me do this. <laughs> You're going to make me talk about this again, Hannah Montana. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Billy Ray exists in the Hannah Montana universe and is famous enough in the Hannah Montana universe that when Robbie Ray put on a mullet wig and said he was Billy Ray Cyrus, somebody knew who he was talking about. Yes. Billy Ray Cyrus's only hit song is Achy Breaky uh-huh. Heart. It's what he is known for outside of this. Yes. But now Robbie Ray was literally writing Anky Breaky Heart. So now I'm rethinking this because at first I was like, is Robbie Ray a Billy Ray cover artist? And that's why they have the same songs and look the same. But now we know that Robbie Ray wrote Anky Breaky Heart. And I'm like, is Billy Ray a Robbie Ray cover artist? Damn. (laughs) The Hannah Montana cinematic universe is too deep. It always comes down to the Robbie Ray of it all. This is where it always gets (laughs) fucked up, is with Robbie Ray. And it drives me nuts because I don't want to talk about Robbie Ray this much, but they fucking make me. Oh my god. (laughs) But The Robbie Ray of it all? But then this is also a dream sequence. Right, so, so like, you can't take anything seriously. So theoretically, Miley just imagined that her dad wrote Achy Breaky Heart. But Jackson, also within the dream, is the one who suggests Achy Breaky Heart as opposed to the other adjectives that Robbie Ray was saying. I think we're in too deep. I think we're in too deep. I think we gotta, we gotta resurface. No, come up, come up with an explanation for this, Michael. <laughs> Um, How does this make sense? Uh, Maroon Five. There, there you go. That's why it was all. That's it was why. Maroon Five. All it was along. Maroon Five. Maroon Five for Ricky Ricky Heart. Surprise. I also get caught up because Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter is named Miley, and Robbie Ray also has a daughter named Miley. I just. <laughs> But oh my god. I had a guest point out to me once that the only thing we actually know about Billy Ray Cyrus in the Hannah Montana universe is that he looks like Robbie Ray and he had a mullet. Those are actually the mm-hmm. and, and I guess that he's famous. Those are the only things we actually know about him. So theoretically, he could have a totally different life and different career in the HMU, and that's what I have to tell myself, because otherwise this will yeah. drive me nuts. Yeah. You think Billy Ray Cyrus is, like, a famous actor in the HMU or something? Like, how... how or is he, like, a... He like there? a like a race car driver or something? What is his alternate career? Because Bus he can't driver. be... He's just a famous bus driver. He's the famous tour bus driver of Miley Everybody Cyrus. knows him. Everybody knows him. That man sure could drive a bus. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Jackson also says sweet niblets in frustration. And apparently sweet niblets are an item on the menu at this diner that yes. come from a can. So now we also somehow got the origin of the phrase sweet niblets. And we have learned that they are a food. And then Jackson's butt disappears. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Um, before we get to the, the fatal disappearance of, ja- of, of, of his butt, um, I did look up sweet niblets. Um, and you can buy them. I know you can't see on the podcast. Um but I'm showing at least a picture of oh, that's a the cookbook. Hannah Montana Sweet Niblets. It's a cookbook. Yes. They titled it Sweet Niblets. Yes. One of my uh, listeners is a Hannah Montana memorabilia collector. And 
I need yeah. that on a shirt. And and yes. I know that she has that Sweet Blitz cookbook. That's amazing. Yeah, she has like all the pictures from it on um on her Instagram. <laughs> Michael That's also amazing. showed me like a like a black and white portrait of Billy Ray Cyrus with sweet niblets written in cursive underneath it. Yes. <laughs> and that's, Very that's what I said I needed on a shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jackson's butt disappears. Yeah, whoops. He covers that by like using um, like a busing tray. Yeah. Like from the restaurant, like one of the things you like put dishes in. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand the logistics of how his butt disappeared and he's like still able to walk, but okay. I wouldn't think about it too much. (laughs) I'm also like in every other time that a part of him has disappeared, it has just left a gaping hole. And I'm like, well then where's the gaping hole on his butt? Is it just a big ass hole where his butthole would be? (laughs) I think can I get into conjecture about butts and holes? And I don't think we want to go down that route. Are you I think sure? it's a dangerous, dangerous sidewalk. That's not what to, you want to talk about today. It's a, it's a dangerous sidewalk to bicycle down. <laughs> so, yeah, there's several scenes of them just like trying and failing and trying and failing to get these two people to look at each other, and then Jackson fully disappears. He gets fucking Thanos snapped. No, that's kind of what it looked like, Mister Stark. I don't feel so good. Mr. Like, Stewart, I don't feel so good. Mr. Stewart, I don't feel so good. <laughs> That's all I could think about while that was happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mr. Stewart, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Just like... Oh my god, I can't believe the Marvel Cinematic Universe stole from the Hannah Montana Cinematic Universe. You know, both Marvel and DC have stolen from the Hannah Montana Universe at this point. Oh my god, Sue them. The entire... The last episode that had this level of high-concept whimsy was essentially the plot of Wonder Woman 1984. And I was like, uh, they stole this from this episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it is all Disney. So it's probably the same writers. Not DC. DC ain't Disney. Oh, that's true. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so Jackson has disappeared. The tow truck guy for Robbie Ray's car arrives just as Susan finishes her shift. And is ready to go to her party. Miley then, yeah, Miley then just decides to just fall to the ground (laughs) in an attempt to get them to both come over and check on her, which I don't, they were both incredibly annoyed by her behavior in this. So I don't know how realistic it is that they actually would have cared and come over to check, but they do. And, uh, She's like, I was just moving so fast, I forgot to see what was right in front of me. And then she, like, reaches up and tilts their heads so that they're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And Robbie Ray is impressed by Susan's Tennessee accent. And this is where I was like, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we then cut back to the bus where Jackson is shaking Miley awake after the apparent lightning strike from earlier. Mm-hmm. And... Miley's like, you know, I'm going to go back and see our dad and have him tell me that story. And so they go and we don't even really get the story. We just get the tail end of the story, which Mm -hmm. is where he said that they sat in that booth talking all night. And then it again, it ends on a slow zoom of this like framed picture hanging on the wall of the diner in the background Uh that has... What looks like a wedding day photo of Robbie and Susan, except her veil is like yellow. (laughs) 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 It's like, um, but okay. And it has like a little inscription says to Loretta, love Susan and Robbie. And I was like, aha, her name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, this is where I'm like, okay, I was expecting it to be slightly more like Back to the Future where uh, the story that Robbie ends up telling is about how, you know, some cables got ripped out of his car and this girl passed out and Mm -hmm. that's when he finally saw her or whatever. But they don't do that. And so I'm like, so then how did he actually meet her? Yeah, I was expecting the same exact thing. And then when I didn't hear that, 
I, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, this is missed opportunity. Yeah, because when they initially have that near miss at the very start of the flashback scene, mm-hmm. it's not a near miss because of anything that Miley and Jackson have done. You know, right. like she just doesn't hear him and the other waitress tells him where to go. So yeah. like they would have never met. So they would have never met. So <laughs> So is that just not what actually happened in like Robbie's actual story? Right. Was she not wearing headphones and that part was just like Miley projecting onto her mother? Like I I'm now very curious as to what the actual story was and how much of it could or yeah. could not have been influenced by Miley and Jackson's appearance. You just you're just gonna have to turn to fan fiction. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry to say. I don't know that I want to do that. Okay, uh, then you can write your own. <laughs> you're qualified. No, but no, I think I w- it's just I gonna. Want, I want people to give me their theories. I want theories on this because. It's a similar thing as, like, an ongoing problem with this show where, like, if they had just done one more scene giving just mm-hmm. a little bit more detail, I would have been satisfied. But because they right. left it hanging at such, in such a way, I'm just like, hey, guys, you didn't finish telling the story. Yeah, you didn't finish the TV show. Bud. You didn't tell us all the details. You set all this stuff up and then you, like, just didn't address it. You spent so so much time on the super glue fucking B plot. Oh my god. You want to talk about the B plot? I would love to. So the B plot is that Lily goes to give Oliver his ticket for the Maroon 5 concert, but he owes her $50 for it. And he says that he'll pay her back because he did a job for Rico where basically he was fixing some beach chairs. And then Oliver accidentally glues himself to the seat of a chair. Lily tries to help him up, but then she also gets stuck in a chair. They then, like, physically fight off screen, and then the chairs get stuck together from the back somehow. So Mm. they're back-to-back stuck to chairs. Yes. Then, they are still stuck together, but they have made it to the Stewart house, which I immediately was like, neither of you live there. But Lily's Mm -hmm. like, I'm watering the plants while they're on tour. Okay? So... (laughs) They go inside. They're hoping to find some nail polish remover to unstick themselves. And then they're trying to go up the stairs and Oliver sneezes and he like sneezes them apart. They're each still stuck to the chair, but now they're not stuck to each other. Right. But they are like face down on the ground and can't move for some reason. I think they would have been able to move. But they could, like when the phone rang, they were like crawling to get there. I know. I thought it was very weird. I was like, yeah. I don't see any reason why you can't. I mean, at least now you're not stuck together. Okay, sure, you're stuck on the floor, but yeah. like one of you can help the other one get unstuck, probably. And if you um, can't crawl, you could probably crawl up the stairs. It'd be coming back down that would be hard. Yeah. But anyway. You can tell the writer's going to phone that in. They, you know what? They have a tendency of doing that. Um, yep. <laughs> then the bumper of the episode is Lily and Oliver still lying on the floor with the chairs stuck to their butts, talking about how much they hate each other. And they're like, it'll be fine. Miley's going to get home soon. And then they get a call from Miley, who like leaves a voicemail and is like, I won't be able to make it to the concert. We are going to go to some landmarks on the way home. We're having fun. And yeah, Oliver and Lily are like clawing over to the phone and can't make it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. There's a lot of furniture in this house. I feel like they could have hoisted themselves up just fine. But (laughs) what do I know? I've never been stuck to the seat of a chair. Yeah. And uh, and then it ends with them really upset because no one's going to rescue them from these chairs. They're just going to be stuck in this house apparently. And that's where they died. So sad. So sad. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Well, that's the episode. I can't, I can't believe they squeezed that much. I mean, when they set up the plot as like a back to the future, we've gone back in time. Mm -hmm. 
I I fully expected it to be like an hour long special. No, <laughs> that's it, pretty rare. It just rare. wasn't. It just wasn't. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, it's just still twenty three minutes. Oh, we're back to the chair gag. Oh, how are they going to resolve this? So, oh, Jackson's gone. Okay, they resolved it. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> I also, this is only the second time that Miley's mother has made an appearance on the show. Mm-hmm. So both times it's in this very elaborate way. And like, they don't really do much to actually tell us about who she is. Yeah. Except that she is like nice and liked her kids. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I guess in this, we learn that she's from Tennessee and went to college elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It just, I'm a little confused as to why they, because they got fucking Brooke Shields for this. <laughs> like, they've got a very, very, very famous person to play this role. Mm-hmm. And both times they've gotten her, they're like, oof, how can we barely use her? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. She's listed as special guest star, but we're going to have her do less than uh, Joey Fatone did when he was on yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, this was, I, I went into this expecting it to be as cringy as some of the other very high concept Disney Channel episodes are. And I will say it was more subdued than I was mm-hmm. expecting. Despite... Yeah having really weird CGI and <laughs> uh, a lightning strike and a forced back in time and have to re- reunite parents. You would think with all that, it would be pretty zany. And it like really wasn't that zany. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I don't think the inciting incident made sense. And I would have liked more actual explanation of what really happened. Right. However, not the worst 20 minutes of Hannah Montana I've seen. Not the worst. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. I mean, it. What What was your uh, like favorite stuff that happened? I would say it. It's not so much like an incident, although I really was tickled by the the Guam running joke in the first thirty mm-hmm. seconds. I thought that was funny. Um, it was more just the amalgamation of like how many curveballs this episode had back to the mm-hmm. future a thanos snap multiple butt <laughs> jokes maroon five mullets <laughs> love and the 80s this like, episode it, has everything <laughs> new york's hottest club <laughs> it's called is Mullet. this random arizona diner <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, to to that point, was there anything that we didn't talk about uh, that was in the episode that you would really like to address? Checking my notes. How did they get the, the set of the bus to shake? Because that <laughs> was like a, a whole set. And I was like, uh, the set is shaking. How did they do that? Well, what I'm thinking of is like a joke for people that live in Portland. So I don't know if you'll know this. Do it. The Portland people will love it. At the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry, also known as OMSI, which is where every Portland kid went on school field trips, like every Mm -hmm. year of elementary school. They, they might still to this day, I'm not sure, but they had this little, just in kind of this random area with like a lot of different stuff that like wasn't all on a theme. They had this like house was, was it a shaky it, room? It was a shaky house to yeah, talk about yeah. earthquakes. Yeah, and it would play I that. Feel the Earth Move by Carol oh King. God. No. And that has become a like a deep, deep in joke with some of it my friends that I grew not up with. Play that. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh and so when you ask that question, all I can think of is this like little tiny earthquake house that plays that Carol King song at Omsi. Oh um god. so maybe it, it's just whatever they'd use for that 
they just maybe they just built the set on top of like some sort of rig that they could like tilt back and forth i think so i don't know because i noticed it was very zoomed in the whole time Mm -hmm. like they were not showing anything we only saw the tour bus from one angle we only saw it shot from like one direction and we never saw the other wall or anything so it clearly was just you know a little box that they made that didn't have a wall (laughs) yeah just from a technical standpoint it was like oh that's interesting that's interesting (laughs) Yeah, there were several moments where Miley's, like, trying to do something on the bus, but it's, like, mm-hmm. shaking, or it's, like, coming to a stop, and it, like, jolts her, you know? Yeah. A lot yeah. of sight gags. <laughs> a lot of I loved the sight gags in the beginning. They're very, <laughs> very good. And I, I love them now. I loved them, you know, 20 years ago. They're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, you mentioned the joke about Guam, so when Miley gets on the tour bus, there are like a bunch of her fans right outside the tour bus. And she's like yelling at them like, I love you guys so much. I, w- I was so happy to be here tonight. And, and her dad goes Albuquerque and she goes Albuquerque, which is in my favorite state. And Jackson goes Guam and she goes Guam. And everyone's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's really good background actors like, huh? What? <laughs> She's tired. She just played a concert and she's like 14 years old. I cut her some slack. (laughs) Her brain's probably real foggy at that point. Oh, yeah. She's on the road. On the road. (laughs) Oh, I did have a question. Any final thoughts? Oh, you have a question? I did have a question. Oliver. Mm -hmm. Where's Mm -hmm. he from? Is he from Los Angeles? You mean like the character? Yeah. We don't know very much about his backstory. Because he sure does have, like, a Texan accent. He does? I think so. I don't think he normally speaks with a southern accent. I noticed it in this episode specifically. Hmm. Got paid $50. I was like, huh? (laughs) Well, I didn't pick up on that, but maybe, again, I'm just so used to Oliver's voice. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, as far as we know, he's local. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, maybe they tell us at a different point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other final thoughts or feelings? It was a wonderful episode. A wild ride. (laughs) Give it a... Hannah out of Montana. Perfect. Oh my god, could you imagine if she had been touring Montana in this episode? (gasps) Hannah Montana, live in Montana. The (laughs) Montana-ing. I was just in Montana last month. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I didn't make any Hannah Montana jokes, though. Oh, well. (laughs) Wasted opportunity. Seriously. You should have recorded some podcast episodes and been like, I'm coming at you live from Montana. (laughs) Oh. I could not have made that work. <laughs> no. I am looking up to see if there are any uh, cities called Hannah in Montana. Oh my god. That's where I'll do my very first and only live show for this podcast. There you go. Live from Hannah, Montana. Well, uh, in the gorgeous city of Livingston, there's a, a Hannah, Montana Rentals, LLC. So it's just like someone's business that they named Hannah Montana? I have to assume. Let me see. Hannah Montana Rentals. It's just like a cabin. Interesting. Hannah Montana Rentals. It's gorgeous. And that's where you're going to live now. Wonderful. <laughs> Love to see Hannah Montana book. Rentals LLC. If you would like... To sponsor the podcast, I will happily give you advertising for a very reasonable fee. There's the city of Hannah in Alberta, which is next door to where I live now. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Okay. Hannah, Alberta, not quite the same as Hannah, Montana. Not quite. 
budget Although budget i'm sure hannah. there are people named hannah alberta out there <laughs> hannah alberta if you're if you're listening mm-hmm. shout out to you shout out to you hannah alberta okay well any last thoughts i've shared every last thought i've had about this show perfect well thank you so much for coming back on the show of course thank you so much for having me this was a pleasure of an episode to watch and discuss <laughs> I'm very grateful that you fit me into your busy schedule as a new Canadian. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> to be on my dumb show. I did just move to Canada. I'm moving yes. up there for school. It's wild. The money is colorful. Everyone's really nice. Oh, sounds lovely. Yes, it's very nice. <laughs> I just tried the Tim Hortons Timbits. They're like donut holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are just like one of the best foods I've ever eaten. So if you're a Canadian listener, what, how are they so good there? That's my question for you. All right. Please email Michael at, No. (laughs) please friend Michael on Facebook. He would love it. There we go. That's where you can find me. I have no social medias. I have Facebook. And if you try to add me, I'll kill you. Yeah, that's why I was making that joke because I knew there you would actually hate it if somebody tried yeah. to add you. They don't know you. <laughs> don't actually add Michael on Facebook. Um, okay, well, yeah, thank you so much for being on the pod. And thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week where we will be discussing season two, episode 24 of Hannah Montana. It's called You Didn't Say It's Your Birthday. And I said it with that inflection because the you didn't say it's your is in parentheses for some reason. So tune in for that. And in the meantime, if you'd like to find us online, we are on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I am on Twitter at Lovely Lisi, Instagram at Actor Elise. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party. Mwah.